Welcome to the Messianic Media Podcast, a discussion of Messianic, Christian, and secular artistic works with David and Mark. Welcome to the Messianic Media Podcast, a discussion of Messianic, Christian, and secular artistic works with David and Mark. Happy Sukkot, Mark. Happy Sukkot. Is it Chaksimach? Chaksimach. Happy holidays. Jeez, for yeah. the Jewish holidays that are happy. In Christianity, I think it's like almost, it's like all the holidays are kind of joyful. And then half of them are joyful in Judaism, and then half are, are kind of solemn, I'd say. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, today we're talking about the movie Ushpizin, I guess is a pronunciation on that that was my guess each busy oh well first you know i grew up uh, jewish and so i definitely observed at least parts of sukkot and i recognized a lot of traditions and i'll get into that what's your experience with sukkot i grew up with the exodus story o- overall but and i'm sure i'd heard of like the festival of booths you know referenced in in church or while reading like exodus and deuteronomy but I hadn't heard of Sukkot specifically as a holiday name, really, until I, I think I visited your synagogue and uh, I was introduced to the branch and the, the citrus. I'm still not even 100% sure about the terminology. I know there's wave the lulav, some other words. But uh, yeah, I think it was mostly through your family. Yeah, you know, I, I definitely think of it as like one branch and the fruit, but then you wave and kind of four directions and say prayer but you know it's three species plus a fruit and i looked it up in the bible it says a citrus a palm a leafy tree and a willow it's definitely it's more trivia than necessarily has to do with the movie but i thought it was interesting that they don't define what the citrus is or the leafy tree but then there's been tradition for thousands of years including the etrog and the myrtle so my dad would actually order the etrog shipped in, in the mail, while the other species, or I think it would include at least three of the other species, but then palm trees, of course, are in California as well as in so Israel. Yeah, so the etrog, is that the myrtle? Uh, no, so the etrog is the citrus, like the, the lemon kind of thing. How much yeah. did your dad uh, yeah. pay to ship it in? <laughs> yeah. So it's not cheap, at least compared to standard groceries, I guess, more because it's a specialty thing. I think a couple bucks, two to three dollars is kind of more standard for that. Like even outside of Israel, probably be cheaper in Israel. Okay. In the movie, they say a thousand. So is that like ten dollars or no, no, a hundred dollars? Three hundred dollars, I think. It's like three hundred dollars. Okay time of that and this movie is 2004 but you know it's all kind of yeah comes together i think they were in the beginning also they talked about this intro that said some of the nicer ones they appraise at 50 shekels okay yeah (laughs) so this one was a thousand (laughs) yeah Yeah, that's great i love that he tried to taste once just because i'm kind of curious i mean i think that previously tasted like we knew it's edible but it really doesn't taste that that good like or it doesn't do that much it's it's kind of a neutral kind of taste where it's not really worth the effort it's also why it's not really 
grown that much compared to, you know, lemons or limes. Yeah, I gotcha. It's a pretty looking fruit. Like I can yeah. tell the design, not just not just that special at rog and i wonder how much effort they put into actually finding a a beautiful one um yeah they do smell nice they kind of have that lemony um smell um mm -hmm. maybe even stronger smell than a than a lemon that's pleasant and then like the movie you know you set up a temporary dwelling and i think i might have done it all eight nights like when i was a kid and then Maybe the compromise when I was older is I was like, okay, I'll 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 sleep out there one night. Did you actually put it outside at your home? Yeah, in the in typically like the backyard, set up a cot, so it's nicer than camping in the wilderness. Yeah, so I did that I, in San Diego, you know, where is nice. Yes, yeah, people overnight, you know, October. We did one camping trip in Chicago where full Sukkot and then full tents under it that it was colder overnight Israel I think gets a, it's a little bit of the seasons you know especially as an overnight temperature kind of makes sense like why it's in the fall I don't think they mentioned in the movie but Sukkot is is a harvest festival it roughly correlates to the completion of the harvest you're removing the branches you know, at the end of the season I guess you know, like destroying the tree <laughs> yeah so I think it's pruning Taking yeah. extra branches, and it also, yeah, the timing actually works for some of those branches in the fall, though palms and stuff. They're evergreen plants. So now in the film, they have Ushbazine, the, the name of the film, and uh, and they also they, they put the commandment at the early, at the beginning of the film, and that's like inviting guests to to stay with you. Um, was that part of your family tradition as well? Did you have people come? Yeah, I mean, it, I don't think it really was, or at least not overnight. I think it would be a common thing to have a lunch in the sukkah okay. or dinner in the sukkah. I mean, certainly I think Shabbat dinner or post-Shabbat dinner, you'd be guests in that nature. It's like a symbolic thing. It's like you're you're supposed to be welcome to guests, which they, they are, and then necessarily expected to happen. Right, 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 right. Yeah, comedy definitely ensued from that, and there some good moments, you know, it's, I think, you know, for being a traditional Jewish film, like I didn't think how serious or funny it would be, you know, and I think they, they did a good job, like putting in some humorous moments and not being sacrilegious. Yeah. Now, when did you watch this film? When did, when did you, when did you become aware of it? I um, saw the film at a Jewish film festival, probably shortly after it came out in 2004. My parents had just happened to see it, but it was a popular film, you know, as far as Israeli cinema. This was, you know, limited play in the U.S. Yeah, so it made a 1.4 million in the U.S. and then was a success in Israel. And then the Over Awards, funnily enough, when they first started, they, they literally called themselves the Israeli Oscars, I think, before uh -huh. copyright issues. The main Israeli awards, um, the actor won uh, Best Actor. I think it was well-received by... Not necessarily the the strictest community, because I think, uh, from what I can tell, it's like the people they're depicting might actually not go to the the movies unless there's like an all male or all female showing. I only watched it recently, but I think I would have loved it had I seen it back in the day. You know, it would have been like right up my alley, especially around two thousand four, two thousand five, two thousand six. Yeah. 
So I read that, so the actor actually retired from filmmaking, became observant, and then he came out of retirement to do this film, basically, and he wrote it. And he and his wife, and he, it's actually his wife, he, he would only do it if his wife were to, portrayed, you know, his wife <laughs> in the film. He, I really enjoyed the way the story was told and, like, their relationship and really did seem to portray sincere faith poor couple trying to make it through in life but then they're also like being given commandments that are that are not like not that easy to follow because they can like barely pay rent but then they also have to build this extra thing yeah <laughs> I, I like that it's like the ultra orthodox uh heredity they are mostly dependent on charity there's a lot of charity from you know working jews that you know aren't as religious and they don't really go into why they're not getting charity. He's kind of like a rabbi, it seems like. He's, yeah. For their livelihood, they depend on charity. That's right. the idea. So he gets the money, spends it all on the net rock. <laughs> um, yeah. Was, that, that is ridiculous. Yeah. I love the whole setup for that, just with them like looking at and observing it and price, pricing it and saying, you know, this is like basically nobody's going to buy this. It's too expensive. <laughs> the first time he visits them, he's like, Totally poor. He doesn't have any money, but he... They know he doesn't have any money, so they rightly think that he's just bothering them. There's a kind of interesting prayer scene where they're kind of like, almost like chanting and like raising their voice. But then in the film, it, it implies that God, you know, answers the prayer in ways that they didn't expect, which is true in life. But uh, So they are given charity money though, right? Yeah. And then they're given, what do you call the name of the booth? Is it a Sukkot? Or... Yeah, it's a Sukkot. Yeah. Sukkot. It's a Sukkot. Sukkot is, is plural. They got a booth. And then the holidays is essentially called the booth. It's an interesting subplot. It's kind of odd. Like, it, it feels tacked on. He thinks he's getting a Sukkot for free. And then it turns out they took it from this other guy. I believed in it at first where they got it for free. And then the part at the end, it, it seemed like they just... They wanted to add a, an extra piece of drama to add, to add strain onto their relationship and basically to take him away from home at that at that point in the movie. So give, give him an errand to do. It's a 90-minute movie. Maybe they felt they needed to add it to, to fill out the story. Though I guess, you know, it could have worked as a 70- or 80-minute movie without that. Yeah, I think so. I thought it was pretty funny when he, the way he's begging for forgiveness above and, and beyond, you know. I like the like the beginning of the film is just them being poor and not knowing how to get it, and then they pray, and then the prayers start being answered. But then, like meanwhile, he's got these two. At first, you don't know who they are, but there are these two convicts who somehow <laughs> are outside prison. Yeah, that's another escape. thing that that they're really explain is. I guess maybe what they did wasn't too bad if they you have to report. Yeah. Them. No one's making them. They're all, it seem, almost seems like they're on parole. Or you find out that those guys show up and they're, they're like old buddies of Moshe. Moshe, Moshe yeah. Belaga. <laughs> Belanga. Belaga, Belanga. Their relationship kind of reminded me. Have you seen the movie Raising Arizona? <laughs> it's been a while. That's fun. That's a funny comparison. The old friends who are like, you know, not that, like the wife's suspicious of like about who they are. And then definitely, rightfully so. <laughs> They're like the wanted but unwanted guests. That, uh, <laughs> yeah. They want to kick him out, but then they're also thanking God 
for bringing them <laughs> or bringing them back. One of my favorite parts is you know how they observe it and then they can milk that to since they know how how the the couple would react, they milk it to get extra stuff like by coming back. You know, <laughs> I do like the point they said it wouldn't be a test from God if it wasn't difficult. They have an interest like a test from God, and they're also like, but they're hoping to make some deals with God, like we're being faithful. And we're asking you for a son or a daughter. Like, well, we're doing this for you, God. Please, please honor us. Please be faithful. But at the same time, I, I did think that they just were trying to do the right thing just because they were being asked. They're, they're, there's a, some funny mixes of that. I think they're genuine in their faith. Some of the conflict comes because the couple kind of has different opinions on that. She still has a lot of faith, but, you know, and I think there's some point where she gets a couple moments to show it, but she's a little more pragmatic than Moshe. She's not going to buy a thousand shekels. <laughs> yeah, probably. And she doesn't put up with like the, like all the drinking and the and the eating. All right. They smoke. The couple they take little smoke breaks. Seems like maybe they were both like heavy drinkers in the past. Definitely him, but maybe her her too. Oh, um, I, I I think I missed that. May, maybe not. Maybe. They mentioned like, making a choice to become observant. He gets talked into drinking more than he had anticipated. They tease you just a little enough about the, the backstory on them, but they don't give you that much of information. So that's, that's kind of cool. I would have liked to know some of that. She does find out that she's pregnant at the end, so it's all it's all nice and everything's happy and ties up in, in a nice bow. And even the two guys... Are, are able to at least be a little bit respectful at the end. They're at least showing respect at the synagogue for a few seconds. They seem to acknowledge God in some sort of way, too. Yeah. They pay, they pay respect to, Doesn't, to the Lord. You don't really know what happens to them. It's like... Yeah, like, do they have to go back to prison? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do they finish up their sentence? Pleasant movie. Gives me appreciation for the, the holiday, and I think, yeah, with Sukkot, you can definitely do those things without really thinking about the message of the holiday too much this made me definitely made me think and just like the overall message of like welcoming the stranger or yeah. um, sharing you know sharing you know we get the lord has been so gracious like to me and uh, like is there any are there any foreigners or outsiders who i can kind of share the graciousness or mercy or mm -hmm. love with so traditionally set up these booths because that's how you were traveling through the wilderness which i don't know if that's right. historically accurate and be tents you know temporary buildings in the desert probably not the booths no. that are. would it be associated with the fall harvest might have emerged from temporary buildings that were set up to to sleep in like in the middle of the fall harvest okay it's an idea of, like the fields are so big that it doesn't make sense to go back to the house yeah, I think uh, migrant workers and things, and I think there's definitely a, a modern reading where you can definitely play something to think about. There's a couple I know who is very welcoming, and they invite people into their home. And that's a big part of their ministry, actually, is just saying, come on over. And I've heard of some some other stories. Like Keith Green, I know, was that, that's a big thing of what he did. In my opinion, you need to protect your home. <laughs> <laughs> Like the husband and wife, I think need to be on the same page. He shouldn't have lied about it or lied the mission. Yeah, like wife. I think it, would, it was more of an actual lie versus misleading. Especially, it's like, yeah, he doesn't know what they've been up to. Yeah, he should have told them who yeah. they are. 
but I, I get what you, you're saying. And like, I've definitely been invited in people's homes, both the Messianic and Christian people have, have definitely done that. And that's often associated with Shabbat, but then also, I guess, sometimes in, in the Messianic stuff with Sukkot. I mean, like for me, like the Jewish traditions for Shabbat, like I've learned it by visiting your home, your, your parents, like you, you guys invited me to your home. I heard your father pray and your mother pray and, and to say the blessings. And then at your synagogue too, how you go about saying the blessings. I'm glad you were able to learn about the holidays that way. And I, I think it's a fun way to do it. And I think it's, it's more meaningful than reading about it, you know, online uh -huh. or in a textbook. Yeah, that's Yeah, great. and that's I think, uh, you know, I think also Sukkot was definitely an influence for American Thanksgiving, or at least okay. I think some of the better ideas. Obviously, celebration of the harvest is would have a lot in common anyway, but I think that was the Puritans and pilgrims would have had a, a familiarity with the Jewish holiday. Even though, you know, the husband and wife are married in, in real life, as you said, like they, um, for decency, they didn't actually physically touch any time on screen. Oh, interesting. Part of making it more accessible. I like the Klezmer soundtrack, though, that went on. Um, there were parts <laughs> where, especially I think in the beginning of the movie, they, they played it pretty loud, but I, I like the yeah. skill on that, including the clarinet, which I never got that good at. Yeah, it was good. I enjoyed the music. And there were some good background elements with, you know, showing prayer that was going on. So you lived in Israel not too yes. long after this film was published yeah right so so they like... it's, it's interesting they filmed so there's the stricter areas Haredi, which is the term they use or soften people refer to it as ultra orthodox they didn't film there because they didn't want to to bother them so right. they filmed instead like they they filmed in an area that was historically part of jerusalem like so that still had the the old buildings and things without it being the main areas that they're the busy areas they were talking about yeah, I was never there during Sukkot, but I was there during the other holidays. It is a significant population of Israel. Okay. And actually growing in that the number of children born are more than the people that end up leaving the, the faith. Obviously, like this movie, there are some people that become more observant. Yeah, this made me want to go visit Israel. I definitely enjoyed my time there, and I enjoyed the, um, you know, seeing like being living in in Jerusalem I wasn't actually living in the older city areas but it was an area that was definitely accessible to me so it definitely reminded me of visiting those areas cool cool well it was good talking to you and let us know if you any thoughts that you have on Sukkot or the other high holidays yeah our email is messianicmedia gmail on facebook.com slash messianicmedia happy holiday yeah, I like some air. Thank you for listening to the Messianic Media Podcast, a discussion of Messianic, Christian, and secular artistic works.